Community of Hope, God bless you. It's so blessed to uh, be in worship with you today. I'm worshiping and sharing with you from a different type of a location. I'm in the Shenandoah Valley um, at what we call the Lee Estates. This is basically uh, the, 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 the place that used to be my aunt's and uncle's uh, house that now my parents own and across the street is my grandparents' house. And, and I felt that this was significant to share here uh, as we share on the topic of being legacy strong. Uh, that we've been talking about finishing strong this 2020, the need uh, to finish strong going into 2021. Um, and, and we talked first about being kingdom strong and then being gratitude strong. And last week we talked about being saving strong. Today we're going to talk about being legacy strong. We'll then go on to talk about being giving strong and being hustle strong. Uh, but if you're going to be legacy strong, I felt there was no place better to be uh, than the place where uh, my grandfather grew up, that my father came for summers that my parents now own um, to talk about what it means to be legacy strong. Uh, if you would, I want to take you to scripture, the first Chronicles, the 28th chapter, the second verse, first Chronicles, the 28th chapter, the second verse. And if I could set the scene for you, uh, here we have King David, King David, um, who has solidified the kingdom of Israel, King David, who has done an amazing work uh, for God, King David, who um, has fought all the battles, King David, this mighty warrior and this mighty king. And here we have King David, and King David has called together all of his officials, all of his top-ranking people, all of his warriors. He's brought together all of his mighty men. He's brought them all together. And we find ourselves in 1 Chronicles, the 28th chapter, in the second verse. And it reads as us, Then King David rose to his feet and said, Listen to me, my fellow Israelites, my people. I had it in my heart to build a house as a place of rest for the Ark of the Covenant and of the Lord for the footstool of our God, and I made plans to build it. But God said to me, You are not to build a house for my name, because you are a warrior and have shed blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, chose me from my whole family to be king over Israel forever. He chose Judah as leader, and from the tribe of Judah he chose my family, and from my father's sons he was pleased to make me king over all of Israel. Of all my sons, and the Lord has given me many, he has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord of Israel. He said to me, Solomon, your son, is the one who will build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. I will establish his kingdom forever. If he is unswerving and carrying out my commands and laws, as is being done at this time. So now I charge you in the sight of all Israel and of the assembly of the Lord and the hearing of our God. Be careful to follow all the commands of the Lord your God, that you may possess this good land and pass it on as an inheritance to your descendants forever. Come on, won't you join me in a word of prayer as we share on the sermon subject, Legacy Strong. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this time. I'm grateful, God, uh, for what my family considers to be holy ground, sacred ground, uh, what I often call the holy hill. God, in Jesus' name, please bless this time of conversation with the Community of Hope Church family. And I believe, God, that we shall finish 2020 strong as we are legacy strong. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. COH, I talked to you at the beginning of this sermon series on Finish Strong about being kingdom strong. That was seeking first the kingdom of God and then gratitude strong, being grateful no matter what your circumstance or your situation. Last week, saving strong, the need to be able uh, to see past today until tomorrow and prepare yourself and save for tomorrow. And today I want to talk to you about being legacy strong. 
Legacy means to be able to leave something for someone that's after you. Legacy strong means uh, that you're able to leave something. This is not just about what you do, but it's literally leaving an inheritance to your children's children. And if you look at David, what we find is that King David was sitting here and you see that he was being legacy strong. Uh, that what you see is that David wanted to build God the temple. David had it in his heart to build God the temple, but God told David, no, you've been a man of war. Uh, I've got a work for your son to do. It's not going to be for you, but it's going to be for your son Solomon. And I want you to position him uh, to be able to do the work for me that I've called him to do. And one of the first things I believe you've got to understand if you're going to be legacy strong is that you have to leave your values behind. You have to leave your values to the next generation. Uh, that, that one of the challenges, my brothers and my sisters, oftentimes we talk about legacy is we just talk about finances, but we don't talk about values. And so therefore we try to leave uh, finances or resources for people, but we haven't left values for folks. And so uh, we end up leaving the next generation of uh, the resources, but they don't have the value system to have them keep the resources and have them to be able to pass that on to the generation after them. Uh, that what you will often find for folks, and you find this all throughout the world, as you do the reading about it, is you often find that people who make it rich, people who get wealthy, uh, that often Oftentimes that wealth does not last past the third generation. Why? Because the first generation, especially for self-made folks, the first generation had the value system that it took uh, to be able to get the resources. Uh, they pass it on to the next generation, but what often happens is they pass on resources but not values. And so the next, by the third generation, the values that help them to get it and keep it, the third generation doesn't have, and they end up squandering and losing all that was already made because they only passed on resources, but they didn't pass on values. But what I love about this scripture, if you look I mean, at King David, is he passed on values before he passed on resources. Uh, the, he went to his son and he said, look, uh, I need you to understand if you do anything, you've got to follow God's ways. You've got to serve God. You've got to do it God's way. And if you do it God's way, you'll be able to pass this stuff on for generations to come. But you've got to do it God's way. Uh, one of the reasons that I wanted you all uh, to, I wanted to share with you all from here uh, because uh, for the Lee household, the Lee family, uh, th this is a place where my grandfather grew up. That My grandfather uh, was born um, in, in, in 1907 and he came here to be, this is where his mother's people were from and he came here uh, in, in 1912 and in 1912 he came here, he got baptized and gave his life to Christ at Mount Carmel Baptist Church right down the street behind me. You can't see it, but it's right back over there at the Mount Carmel Baptist Church. He gave his life to Christ there in 1917 at the age of 10. Uh, the, if you look at his life, what you'll realize is that he served the Lord and they taught him the ways of the Lord that when he moved to D.C. and was working in D.C., uh, that he became a deacon at the Emmanuel Baptist Church. And then uh, uh, they went on to become a deacon at the Vermont Avenue Baptist Church. It's an amazing thing because, and, and then when he retired and came back to live back down here, he was a deacon at the Mount Carmel Baptist Church. And what blows my mind, I realize, is that he passed that on, those values, to my father. And if you look at my father, that my father was a deacon at the Paramount Baptist Church. At Paramount Baptist Church, me and Reverend Bill were junior deacons. 
if you look at our family, our family, my father's and my family's whole mantra and whole scripture was what? As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And it took me a while, it took me till now to realize that I thought that was just my father's values, but really that was his father's values, that they passed on a legacy of value. And I've come by to challenge you today because you're going to tell me that you're passing on godly values. And I believe that you want to, but you don't just pass on godly values by sending folks to church or by telling folks to go to church. You don't just pass on godly values by telling folks about God, but you pass on godly values to your children by the way you live in front of them. That you can't tell them the things of God and live the things of the world and expect them to take with them what you're not living in front of them. But you've got to decide if you're going to pass on a legacy of value and you've got to live it in front of them. If you don't want them to curse, then you can't curse. If you don't want them to be petty, then you can't be petty in front of them. Now, I'm not talking about you're perfect. I'm not talking about you'll always get it right. But I am saying that it has to be a, a, a purposeful, a, a, a sense of living that passes on a value system so that your children's children can get it. So that when life gets rough for them, they have a benchmark to reach back to. Uh, that's why for me and Reverend Bill, it wasn't that we never messed up. It wasn't that we never strayed. It wasn't that we were always doing right. Matter of fact, we were lunch and we were out there times in our lives, but we always had the value system that had been passed down that no matter how rough it got, we knew which direction we had to go and we knew we had to serve the Lord. If you look at, at King David, he told King Saul, he told Solomon, look, if you're going to do this thing that God has called you to do, you've got to walk in the values I leave you, that the money I have isn't going to do it for you and, and all the things that uh, the things that the kingdom can't do it for you. And I know you think this position is a big position, but if you walk in this position and don't have the right values and don't serve God and don't uh, put God first, then you'll mess up what God's trying to do. But if you'll serve God, uh, then God will pass this down from generation to generation. If, if you'll serve God, you can be legacy strong because if you pass down the values, then you give them what it takes. See, you can pass down the resources and calamity happen and they lose the resource. But if you pass down the values, they'll be able to get more resources because they got the values. But if all you pass down is the resources and they don't have the values, they can have millions upon millions upon millions and blow it all because they don't have the values to keep what God has already given them. I've come by to challenge you, my brothers and sisters. The first thing, if you're going to be legacy strong, is you've got to pass down good values. So Community of Hope, remember the first thing you've got to do if you're going to be legacy strong is that you've got to leave your values. But the second thing if you're going to be legacy strong is you've got to leave a plan. You've got to leave a plan. Uh, in that First Chronicles, that 28th chapter in the 11th verse, it says, Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the portico of the temple, its buildings, its storerooms, its upper parts, its inner rooms, and the place of atonement. 
He gave him the plans of all that the Spirit had put in his mind for the courts of the temple of the Lord and all the surrounding rooms for the treasuries of the temple of God and for the treasuries for the dedicated things. He gave him instructions for the divisions of the priests and Levites and for all the work of serving in the temple of the Lord. And it goes on all the way down uh, to verse 19, which is talking about all the things that David had in the plans. It says, all this David said I have in writing as a result of the Lord's hand on me, and he enabled me to understand all the details of the plan. Brothers and sisters, uh, if you are going to be legacy strong, uh, you've got to be able to leave a plan. It's not just enough to leave your values, but you've got to be able to leave a plan. And the beautiful thing about David is what you saw was that David uh, didn't just tell Solomon, look, you've got to serve God and leave him with the value framework, but he also gave him a plan to move by it. He said, look, if you serve God, here's what God has showed me on how to set up this temple. And he left a whole blueprint on how to be able to set up the temple. What a wonderful thing uh, when a child has a plan. What a wonderful thing when they're not trying to figure it all out by themselves. That often a plan can be talking about, well, 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 this is what we want you to do in education. This is how you move, and This is why marriage is important. And this is, is why financially this is what you need to be doing and how you need to be saving at an early age and moving along your journey. It's a wonderful thing because if you've already been there, uh, then you can be able to help show. Now, understand that a plan, uh, you don't, this message and being legacy strong isn't just uh, for those who are parents, but this is for all of us because we all have people that we come in contact with. We all have people that we can pass something down to, uh, whether it's a biological family or whether um, it's those who are, are, are who, who, you know, we black and so black folks, we got cousins in them, we got folks who are like children to us. I got this young sister um, in Atlanta and she she is like my daughter, and I, and I, I mean, I, she's like a daughter that I, I've never had and I always wish I had. And for me, I've just been pouring into her and pouring into her and pouring into her because I'm believing uh, that years from now, as God blesses her life, she'll look back and be grateful because I've been able to pour into her and she'll be a part of my legacy. Uh, the, who's a part of your legacy? Uh, who are you leaving? What, is, when you're finished, is, uh, is it finished? When you're finished, is all that God is doing and you finished? No, you should be able to be able to pour into a community, pour into a region, pour into the world that God has given you enough that you can shape a plan to be able to help somebody along this journey. And that's the reason at Community of Hope that we say that we don't want to just be a church that is just here for us. But it's my prayer that a hundred years from now that folks will never even remember necessarily who started Community of Hope. They'll have to look in the history books of Community of Hope to find the old thing on computer. And they don't even use computers then anymore. They'd be using holograms by then. Uh, but, 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 but at that point, uh, the, the, the church will still be going strong to God's honor, to God's glory, still serving community and still be a blessing and pushing forward the work of the Lord because it's not about uh, us right now. But if we have legacy strong, then we've shaped a plan for generations 
to come to be able to do the work that we've been able to do. We're showing folks how to be able to serve people. We're showing folks how to be able to love people. We're showing folks how to be able to push things forward. How, how do I know this? I told y'all that I'm down here and I'm looking at the legacy of my grandfather and my grandmother. And when I think about uh, my grandfather and my grandmother, they were hardworking folks. That My grandmother was this major cosmetologist. I'm talking about that she would run these major fashion shows and cosmetologists and she would have uh, shops in the house. Hey, Sister Rowe, that's right. My grandmother was a cosmetologist just like you and had our own shops. And, 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 and as you sat in your work, the work she did, the work that my grandfather did, that they poured into my father a work ethic. They poured into my father a work ethic that my mother's mother was a hard work and poured into my mother a work ethic. And so my parents are these amazingly hard workers who poured a work ethic into myself and my brother. There's no way I could be the pastor of Community of Hope AME Church and not have a work ethic. There's no way I could be the pastor of Community of Hope AME Church. Reverend Bill could do the work, could be the assistant pastor and, and not have a work. But, but we got the plan from our parents because they got it from their parents that we learned that you've got to put in the work that my father, Brother Orlando Lee, when he worked, my father worked for the vice president and the vice presidential detail and secret service. And I would see him come home from a hard day's work, may come home around seven or eight. And then I would see him leave out around 10. He would be leaving out around 10. I say, Daddy, where are you going? He would be going to run the route for the next day. He would be going to drive the route that he was going to have to drive the vice president on for the next day because he didn't want there to be anything to be a surprise to him on that next day. That because he worked when he wasn't even on the clock, it made him more valuable when he was on the clock. And that's how he was able to rise to the levels that he was at. Reverend Dr. Nancy Lee is one of the most amazing, hardest working women you will ever see. That she would be working and going to school at the same time. And I've watched her. Uh, she has an RN degree. Um, she's an RN. She has a bachelor's degree, two master's degrees, and a PhD because of a work ethic. One of the plans that they showed us was what? That this is what you do, that you put your shoulder to the plow and you work. When you pass down a plan, when you show your loved ones, uh, this is how you do it. This is how you handle your money. Uh, this is how you save your money. That you may not have done it all your life, but you learned the plan later on in your life, and you've got to give it to them really. That's the reason uh, that we're trying to bless the whole community of Hope Church family uh, uh, to be able to be blessed with the Ramsey Plus package so that you can get on there and you can learn how to handle your finances because that's a part of our legacy to you is passing down a financial management because we want to hand you a plan. If you're going to be legacy strong, my brothers and my sisters, you've got to make sure that you're passing down a plan. Community of Hope, you've got to remember that if you're going to be legacy strong, uh, that you've got to leave your values and you've got to leave folks uh, with a plan. Uh, but the third thing is you've got to leave them with some resources. Uh, one of the challenges you often find, especially with uh, us, we've been taught in church to be so uh, kingdom-minded when no earthly good, is that we'll leave folks and we'll leave our families uh, with values and we'll leave our families with a plan and we'll leave our families broke. Uh, but the devil is a liar, and at Community of Hope AME Church, we, none of us plan to leave our 
families broke. Uh, one of the reasons that we're focusing on this Ramsey Plus uh, financial management system is because we want you to be able to leave your family with resources. We want you to be able to leave your community with resources. We want you uh, to be able to leave places better off than when you left. Uh, when you look at the scripture, one of the things I love about the scripture is that we see a King David, he left uh, his son Solomon, his values, and told him he had to worship and follow the Lord. He left him with a plan and he had a whole blueprint for uh, uh, the temple. But if you look at chapter 29, verse 1, it says, Then King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great because of the because this palatial structure is not for man but for the Lord God. With all my resources I have provided for the temple of my God, gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, and wood for the wood, as well as onyx for the settings, turquoise, stones of various colors, and all kinds of fine stones and marbles, all of these in large quantities. Besides in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God, over and above everything I provided for this holy temple. It goes on to, as he lists all of the stuff that he has given and the, the, the thousands, the, I mean, just the millions of dollars worth of resources given. It says, it, it says, and now who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? Then the leaders of families, the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds and the officers, officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. The thing you see in the scripture is that, uh, Sol that David did not just leave Solomon his values. He did not just leave him a plan, but he left him with resources. And, and what was a blessing for me is that the resources were not just financial resources. They were also resources of his relationships. And if you look, that, that he gave him all that would be needed uh, and, and the kind of uh, financial wealth that was going to be needed. Uh, but he also uh, touched and had some resources of relationships. And he tapped into all the people he had been leading that trusted his leadership and said, now I need you to trust my son's leadership and I need you to consecrate yourself for this work just like I was doing it. And my brothers and my sisters, I, I want you to understand that we need to get our houses in order. If we're going to finish strong, we've got to get our finances to a place that we can be able to leave an inheritance for our children's children, that our children should not uh, be uh, put in a financial bind when we die, uh, but we should be able that when we die, that it ends up being a blessing that goes on for generations because of what we've been able to leave behind for our children, whether it's life insurance packages, whether it's the resources and the savings that we saved up, whether it's the stocks in, in our portfolio, whatever it is, but also the the relationships we built up. There should be people who are wanting to be a blessing to our children just because we were here. One of the things I, I told you I was going to show you all the place, that's my, my grandfather and my grandmother's house. They lived in the day, built it right there is my aunt and uncle's old house that my parents bought. Now that's Brother Orlando, Uncle N and, and Brother Orlando and Reverend Dr. Nancy's house. Uh, that's the gazebo. Y'all see a clip of it. But one of the things that I realized that my grandfather passed down was he, 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 he made sure that he bought property and he, we've got acres down here as a family and we thank God for that but also he was able to parlay relationships there are still people I bump into now uh, that because of the good name of my grandfather and because of the good name of my parents and my grandmother 
And I'm able to do the work that I'm able to do because he, he left uh, not just the resources, but also relationship. And so it is a story that, that I love that when I think about my father, my grandfather, that when my father was early in his career, uh, he was in the Air Force. He did 20 years in the Air Force, 20 years in the Secret Service. And, and early on, uh, he was at Homestead Air Force Base in Florida. He was at Homestead Air Force Base in Florida. That he and my mother had gotten married and my mother was now living in D.C. while he was stationed in Florida. Uh, he had been told that he would be able to be in the Air Force Honor Guard, but it would be a year before he could come from Homestead and get stationed uh, at Bowling Air Force Base to be in the Air Force Honor Guard. But he wanted to be with his wife uh, in, in D.C., in, in, in Southeast D.C. And, and so uh, uh, he went and he talked to my grandfather. I told you my grandfather worked at the Attorney General's office. He was a chief clerk in the Attorney General's. My father had a conversation with his father and said, hey, is there something you think you can do? to help to get me back home. And, and his father said, look, uh, when you get in town, come by and see me at the attorney general's office that you all told, I told you that at that time uh, that he worked for uh, Robert Kennedy, who was the attorney general. And Robert Kennedy told him, uh, uh, handed him one of the assistant attorney generals. That assistant attorney general, my father got there, had a conversation, said, what does you want to do? He told him, I want to come back to DC to Bowling. And he said, how soon do you want to do it? He said, I want to do it as soon as I can. And that assistant attorney general went and called to the Pentagon to a four-star general. That's why I said a four-star general. Called to a four-star general at the Pentagon and said, look, I've got a situation and you owe me a favor and I need you to take care of this serviceman and help him get back home to his wife. Uh, the, 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 that that, that four-star general uh, then told him to tell my father uh, to, to go on back and that he would be on his way soon. And my father said, well, about what time period should I be thinking? How long should I think this is going to take? And the, the four-star general said, tell him to go back to, to, to Homestead Air Force Base and start packing as soon as he gets there. And then my father went back to Homestead Air Force Base and he just went and he started packing. Uh, the, the, the person who was over him, his commander, uh, uh, sat and came to him and said, Lee, what are you doing? And he said, I'm packing because I'm getting ready to go back to D.C. He said, Lee, you ain't going nowhere. That We ain't got no orders. We ain't heard nothing. Man, you're a fool. Stop all that packing. But my father just kept on packing. Uh, the, the, the commanding officer told him, Lee, I told you uh, that you're not going nowhere. Uh, there ain't nothing happening for you. You're not going to be out of here for a year. But my father kept on packing. And my father said, look, uh, there was somebody higher up in rank than you that told me to come back and start packing. He said, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not being insubordinate to your authority. But there was an authority that was higher than you. Uh, a four-star general told me to start to pack. And, and because he is higher up, he has higher authority than you, uh, that I've just got to do what he said, and I've got to get to packing. Uh, uh, the, 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 they said that that commanding officer went off, and they said a little bit later, about an hour later, he came back and said, Lee, I don't know who you know, uh, but, but, but get your stuff together because uh, you're about to get up out of here. And, and I've come by to talk to somebody today to let you know uh, that because my father's father, Lord have mercy, uh, I, I did not just bless him with resources. The resources were important, but also blessed him with relationship. Uh, the, he was able uh, to work some things for him. Uh, that when it was time for him to get to where he needed to go, uh, the, he had worked over a relationship uh, to help him to be able to move to where he needed to move. I'm trying to talk to somebody here today uh, to let you know that I need you uh, uh, to be able to get your resources in order to pass it on down if you're going to be legacy strong.
strong, huh? but I also need you to get your relationships to pass them on down. Huh? That my father's father huh, was able to work it out. Huh? That somebody who was in higher authority huh, than the person who was over him in, in, in Homestead, Florida, huh, was able to make the decision huh, that he just could go back and get to packing. Huh? Somebody I've come by to give you a word from an authority figure huh, that it's time for you to start the packing. Huh? That God's about to do a move in your life. Huh? That God's about to move in your situation. Huh? That God's about to move on your job. Huh? I know that you've been worrying about huh? the fact that it seems like you need to wait huh? and it's going to take longer than you want it to take huh? for you to get that promotion. Huh? But you need to start the packing. Huh? You need to start to get ready. Huh? I, I'm talking to somebody here huh? who's been worrying about going to school, huh? but you need to start getting ready. Huh? You need to start the packing. Huh? And I know there are going to be some folks around you huh? who seem like they're an authority over you huh, that can tell you huh, you ain't going nowhere, huh, but you just tell them, huh, I'm listening to somebody huh, who's got a higher authority than you, huh, who told me huh, that it's about to move in my favor, huh, and when it moves in my favor, huh, I'm going to keep it moving down along the line. Huh. I'm so glad that my father understood huh, that when he went and he moved up to, to D.C., huh, it wasn't just about him moving to D.C. in that moment, huh, but it was about him moving to shape his family. Huh, See, I wasn't alive yet. I wasn't even there yet. But he went to D.C. And all of a sudden, Tony came on the scene. He went to D.C. And all of a sudden, Billy came on the scene. Because he knew this was a legacy move. There's some moves in your life that are legacy moves. There's some moves in your life that God is doing something in your life that is not just about right now. It's about what God is about to do for your children's children and generations to come. That when God was moving my father from Homestead, Florida to DC, that four-star general didn't know that there was a, a king of kings that was orchestrating his move. The four-star general thought that he was in charge, but really the king of kings and the lord of lords was working the four-star general to get my father in position. Who would have ever known Decades later, Community of Hope would be here. Who would have ever known that he would be passing down and shaping legacy? And a part of his legacy was Reverend Tony, Reverend Bill. A part of his legacy was the Community of Hope AME Church because of what God did in that moment. I thank God for my mother, for my father, and the legacy they leave. I thank God for the work they've been able to do. And I thank God that it started with my grandfather and my grandmother. My grandfather on this land, in this region, came here at the age of five in 1912. But how would he ever know that his grandson, decades later, would be preaching on the same land to God's honor, to God's glory? Community of Hope Church family, God wants to do a legacy move in your life. You've got to finish strong. You've got to be kingdom strong. Seek first the kingdom of God. If you haven't seen these, y'all go on the YouTube, on the website, and, and all these sermons are there. Seek first the kingdom of God. Kingdom strong. Got to be gratitude strong. You got to be grateful for what God has given you and grateful for where God has taken you. Uh, that you've got to be saving strong. 
that you cannot leave your children your shoes and your PS5. You've got to leave them much more than that. You've got to leave them a legacy of resources, a legacy of value, a legacy of a plan. And resources are financial, but they're also relationships. I believe that God wants to do a legacy work in your life right now. I believe that God is working some things for you right now that literally can shift the fabric of your family, the fabric of all that you know. All you've got to do is trust God. If you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, today I want to give you that opportunity. If you've never said, I want to give my heart, my life to Christ, today I want to give you that choice. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And God has shaped things in such a way for you to be all that God has called you to be. Today, won't you give your life to Christ? Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Come on, today, give your heart to Christ. He'll make all the difference. He'll turn everything around for you. This is your day. This is your moment. Right there where you are, won't you just type into the chat area? Matter of fact, there's a link that's popping in there right now. If you want to make a decision either to give your life to Christ, you may already be saved, but you want a church home. Today, or make Community of Hope your church. We'll be blessed to have you as a part of the family. Or you just may want to rededicate your faith. Today, rededicate your faith to the Lord. Right there in the chat area, there's a link. Uh, but also, you can just type hope decision, one word, hope decision to 474747. A little form, a link will come up, a little form for you to fill out so that we can be able to follow up with you and get you connected. We thank God for you and believe that God's going to do a work in your life in a phenomenal way. Look, if you're making a decision for the Lord today, either to give your heart to the Lord or to join the church or uh, to be able uh, to rededicate your faith, won't you pray with me? This is my prayer, but your faith. Won't you join me? Repeat after me. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I acknowledge Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you, God, for raising him from the dead. So I thank you, God, that today I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Community of Hope, what a wonderful day. What a wonderful day of worship. 